welcome to Porch Club Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, and today I have my giggliest friend ever, <laughs> Rachel. Rachel, welcome to Porch Club Podcast. Thank you for having me. It's exciting. I'm so excited that you're here, and I feel like we're just going to laugh this whole episode away. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You said I'm giggly, but I didn't even start laughing. You did. I did. I just looked at you, and I knew it was coming, but The it was call me. is coming from inside the house. What is? <laughs> Someone's mowing their lawn. I can hear that. I'm so sorry. I'm going to go yell at them. <laughs> People here have grass. Um, Be like, sir, we're on PCP. Can you please turn that off? <laughs> the podcast. Please don't tell my neighbor I'm drug. on PCP. <laughs> <laughs> not the drug. No worries. We're not on drugs. Um, so Rachel. Rachel here is in school right now finishing up a master's degree in school psychology Yay. which is incredible <laughs> how much more do you have to go um i have the rest of this year and then next year i do my internship and then i'm all done incredible this is so exciting i'm really excited i was just talking with another guest that i have a lot of friends in the mental health field and i love it not that i'm gonna exploit your friendship for mental health are you a child i am <laughs> <laughs> Do you not think uh, of me that way? I work with children. I'm not seeing this I would exactly classify you okay. as a child. But what if, like, so, like, I feel like I'm actively trying to mm-hmm. be a child. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I gotta keep the youth alive. I gotta. Let me just pull the DSM out, like, really quick. <laughs> one second. Anyway, so, Rachel, you are a student. You are soon to be a school psychologist. Um, we have been friends for a very long time. Yes. It goes all the way back to Bible camp circa 2008. Does oh, that sound right? Was it actually 2008? Oh my God. I think we were in middle school. So like. That sounds right. Between 2008, 2009 would be, I think, when we met each other. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> it's a long time. Okay. And so Rachel, for you, the listener... Uh, is one of my yes man friends and I feel like we're both yes man people and which is potentially dangerous <laughs> <laughs> Bible camp was a yes man decision oh yeah yes man <laughs> <laughs> but Rachel it just fuels my impulses she will say yes to anything if and that includes driving eight hours overnight to Burlington Vermont when we were what 18 yeah we were 18 to get crepes at our favorite crepe place. So we literally left around, what, midnight, Mm -hmm. got there early in the morning, had breakfast at our crepe place, grabbed coffee, dropped off cleaning supplies to my brother's (laughs) apartment. We didn't even see my brother. We just snuck in. You broke in through the window. window. (laughs) But that was a normal thing for his apartment because for whatever reason, the way that they had people enter their apartment because they were on the top floor, uh, it was just like a house building. So it was like second or third floor. But they had people come up the fire escape and climb in through their window, and that was just the norm. So we didn't really break in. <laughs> we just normally entered in their in the way that they had people normally enter their house, which was but not normal. Is it still breaking in because he didn't know we were coming? That's a good point. We had no permission. None of his roommates were home. We just literally <laughs> popped in, dropped off a bag of cleaning supplies, because the last time we were visiting, his apartment was atrocious. This is true. And we, yeah, we went on our way. We grabbed coffee at Muddy Waters, mm-hmm. which is our favorite coffee place in Burlington. Excellent. And we drove eight hours home. We spent 16 hours in the car for, what, maybe three or four hours in Burlington? That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. So that sums up our friendship. And, uh, yeah, she's a very enthusiastic person. Very, <laughs> I don't know if you're impulsive or if you just, like, give into my impulses or you're just, like... You're just down for anything. You're one of my most exciting friends, I feel wow. like. Wow. Yeah. So most recently, to you, the listener, Rachel and I gallivanted across Europe together for five weeks this past summer uh, from, what, June 25th to August 3rd, something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. It was five weeks. Uh, our friend Hannah joined us for the last two and a half, three weeks. I don't know. It's all kind of weird. Yeah, about three weeks she was there for. Okay, so it was just us for the first two. 
Um, and that was quite the trip. I feel like we can just go and talk about that a little bit. <laughs> that was that was kind of an impulsive thing for us, I would say. It I remember was. meeting you for coffee one morning just to catch up. Mm-hmm. And we sit down, we get our coffee, and you were like, okay, proposition. How about we go to Europe for the summer? <laughs> Okay, I was like, okay, (laughs) sure. I was like, that sounds fun. Let's go. I was like, where are we going? (laughs) What I love about this was, I remember I sat down. I'm like, Rachel, I'm going to be in Europe for five weeks. And you can come out and join me for any period of time you want. And you're like, am I about to go spend five weeks in Europe with you? I'm like, are you about to spend five weeks in Europe with me? And you were just down right away. You required no convincing. You were just down (laughs) to do the whole five-week stretch with me. And that's so special because I don't know many friends who can do that or are willing to do that with me. Like, I did that with my friend Kristen earlier this year, but she also just moved to Morocco. So she's a very exciting (laughs) person as well. But yeah, it's like there's not many people in my life that I can do that with. So that was incredible. Oh, I'm so glad that we went. I'm glad you invited me. Yeah. I feel like... To me, it sounds crazy to need convincing to go to Europe for five weeks. <laughs> like, you were like, yeah, Europe, five weeks. We split costs for things. And I was like, that's all I need. That's it. That's it. I love that. I, yeah. I mean, I, I like, I know that it's a privilege to be able to do that. And it's more than just, like, having to convince some people. A lot of people can't do that. But, like, I'm sure a lot, like, there's still some people that could do it that just wouldn't want to oh, yeah. or would just... You know, their fears would kind of get in the way or prohibit them from doing that. So the fact that you're just like all in right away meant so much to me. Because <laughs> I feel like there are people who they um, need convincing that it's like safe. Mm-hmm. So I feel like sometimes they would try to project that. And I was like, I want to go to Europe. And they're like, ooh, you're in danger. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, it's okay. Like, I promise it's fine. And they're like, mm, I don't know. This lawnmower, I'm gonna go. <laughs> That's my neighbor, Karen. Her name is actually Karen. Oh, I've heard about Karen. She's, yes, she's she. The character fits the name, right? Yes, As absolutely, absolutely. Mm. So moved into my home last year, and I moved in in September, and then in like November or December, she left me a note in my mailbox saying that me keeping an outdoor porch light on was preventing her from sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of buying curtains, she was like, leave your yard very dark at night. Oh, boy. So I had two lights on, and I thought she meant one of the lights that was on the side of the house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, turn that one off. I left the other one on. I went to her house to talk to her about it to see if that's what, like, she wanted, like, if that solved the problem. And then she hid from me. What the? Like, I watched her come home. I waited until she came home. I walked over, knocked on the door, and then she was like, nope, absolutely oh, will not talk yeah. to you. So I was like, okay, I'll just leave that light off. I think the problem solved. And then she reported me to the city. <laughs> That's insane. That is wild. Also, the lawnmower stops. So I think she knows that we're talking shit about her. I'm going to get gonna another call over. from the city. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, that's crazy. We leave, so in my building, me and my landlord, we leave the porch light on. Um, one, I feel it's safer doing yeah. that, you know, because if it looks like no one's home, it's you're more likely to be broken into. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, like my the light isn't very close to her house. It's on the opposite side of my yard, so mm-hmm. it's very far away from where her house is. Yeah. So I asked my other neighbor whose house it's by. I was like, "Is this a problem? Like, or is everything okay?" And he was like, "Yeah." What's like? <laughs> why are you it. talking to me? <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Okay." Karen's be Karen. Okay, I'm sorry if anyone out there is named Karen. You're canceled. No, I'm canceled. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I mean, it's it's it was bound to happen. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate that we're only five episodes in, and I just got myself canceled. Yeah, I feel like I might have already gotten myself canceled, but I don't know. Straight to jail. I guess so. Well, sorry to you, the listener. If your name is Karen, um, I'm sure you're a lovely person. <laughs> it's probably just an isolated incident. <laughs> let's move on Europe <laughs> Europe yeah we spent five weeks in Europe we started mm-hmm. in Ireland where yes. Saoirse came out oh to play. god 
Do they know about this? No. Okay, so to you listener, Saoirse Ronan is my... Well, Saoirse Ronan is an actress. <laughs> so Saoirse is, was my alter ego in Ireland. Um, I already said in the first episode of this that I'm not a big drinker. On this trip, I did have a few drinks. I had a couple of Guinnesses in Ireland, and a couple of Guinnesses is enough for me to feel tipsy enough to speak in an Irish accent the whole time. <laughs> And try to convince <laughs> every person we talked to that I was Irish. Okay, so what happened? <laughs> well, she starts putting this accent on, this Irish accent, and she's like, I'm Saoirse from Cork, and has, like, this whole elaborate backstory because oh, yeah. she's been to Ireland so many times. So she knows, like, street names and cities and, like, different cultural pieces that you wouldn't know if you were visiting Ireland for the first time ever. Mm. So she goes up to someone and convinces a local that she also is a local. And I missed this. I was like in the bathroom. I got lost wherever we were. I come back. She's like, you missed it. I convinced someone that I was a local. It was great. It was so funny. Ha ha. And I was like, I don't believe you. I was like, you absolutely did not do that. And I was like, do it again. So she goes up to this guy and it's like, hi, I'm Saoirse from Cork. Da, 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 da. And he goes for it. He falls in <laughs> love with her immediately. He's like, this is a nice local woman I can get married and have children with. Like, this is my woman. <laughs> and she keeps this up, not just for like 10 minutes, but for like two hours. So she's talking to this guy for two hours about different things in Ireland. And, oh, I love the coast. And I grew up on a farm. And we had, like goats and this. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. I love that area. Like this and that, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, she's like, I'm here with my American friend. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then finally she's like, okay, how do I tell him that I'm not like, actually At what Irish? point do I tell him <laughs> <laughs> that I'm not Saoirse, I'm not Irish, and this was Jessica. All... <laughs> the most American name Jessica you Miller. can have yeah. Jessica Miller that's me I'm very American from New York I still wonder I'm like did he really not know I was American was I that convincing because if I'm if I don't have any drinks in me and I'm just like currently my Irish accent is shit but when I'm in Ireland and I'm around the accents and I have a couple of drinks in me I feel like it was okay no it was good thank you <laughs> I mean I don't really don't listen to me because I don't what do I know about Irish accents but sure. It was really good, and then even, it wasn't even just that guy, because you could argue that, like, oh, he knew, but he liked you. Mm-hmm. It was, there was another group of people that we were with that were from um, the UK. Yeah. And then one person had grown up in Ireland and then moved over there, and they were like, you have a better Irish accent than I do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they thought it was real, too, until um, you were like, no, my name's Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just lying to this guy yeah. <laughs> to be funny. Oh my god. Yeah. That's me, Saoirse. A big fat liar. <laughs> <laughs> but you came clean. It wasn't I like... did. I, I did. I was like, I was like, to this guy, I'm like, listen, I gotta tell you something. <laughs> I have to be honest with you. I'm not really Saoirse. My name is Jessica and I'm American. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so AA. My name is Jessica and I'm American. Hi, Jessica. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, that was an adventure. So Ireland was great and then yeah. we we went over to the Nordic countries uh, and we fell in love with Sweden, yeah. Norway, Denmark. Sweden especially, we had the mm-hmm. most incredible day. It was perfect start to finish. We needed Genuinely, more time there. It was the most perfect day I think I've ever had in my entire life. Like nothing wow. went wrong the entire day. Everything was just excellent. It was down to like Remember, we went to go to use the bathroom, and they oh had public gosh. restrooms that you pay for, and you can tap a card. So Rachel and I were trying to get money out or something, and this this Swedish guy just comes up, taps his card, and walks off. Like, mm-hmm. he just paid for the bathroom for us, because he saw that we were, I don't know, struggling or confused. Yeah. Taps the card, pays for us, and then leaves. Like, Wanted nothing, nothing out of that interaction, no. just genuinely being really nice. Yeah, wasn't, like, trying to hit on us, wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, it was just Everyone so, there was lovely. Everyone was incredibly Everyone kind. that we met, even just, like, random people on the street, everyone's very nice, yeah. very just like caring very kind it was Mm -hmm. just incredible start to finish yeah 
Nothing went wrong. I can't think of one even, like, minor inconvenience that mm-hmm. day. Everything was just perfect. There wasn't any. Yeah, we slept on this really cool boat Airbnb that was just parked in a canal. And it was, like, this cool old tugboat. And, um, like, the city... We were in Stockholm. That's where we were staying. The city was beautiful. It was pristine. Cobblestone streets. Really cute shops and cafes. Uh, lingonberry is really yeah. common. It's a common, like, berry sauce dish, whatever, uh, in... I think it was in all of the Nordic countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scandinavia. Yeah. Um, and it was so good. So good. So, if you go to Sweden or Norway or Denmark or Finland, you have to have a lingonberry dish. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so good. I'm thinking about that now. (laughs) Can I have lingonberry shipped here? Hmm. We'll look into that. (laughs) Um, So Scandinavia was incredible. Yeah. Then we went to Amsterdam where I almost got kidnapped by some teenagers. Oh my (laughs) God. Jessica and I stayed in this really cute airbnb and Mm -hmm. it was an indoor place that had all these trailers so they had like the fake grass and like these little outside swings and things but it was like a little farther from like the main city so we had to take the train into the city and the the public transportation was easy excellent it was perfect excellent Mm -hmm. so we took the train in we spent the day we saw things we went around we had dinner and when it was time to go back to the Airbnb, we get on this train, and it's really crowded. There's a million people on it. The stop that we get off at, no one gets off besides, like, a couple of people. Yeah. So it's very, like, ghost town. There's not a lot of people around. Yeah, we were pretty far out. So we're walking back, and I'm walking, like, glacially slow. <laughs> She's just dilly-dallying I'm just, just looking around. I'm enjoying just, like, being here. Mm-hmm. It's, like, 2 in the morning. We're tired. And Jessica is just a little speed walker, so <laughs> she's pretty far ahead of me. And we go to tap our tickets to get out of the station because you have to tap the ticket for the gate to open for you to leave to make sure that you paid for your fare. So we go to do that and then there's these like four teenage boys. 14, 15. Yeah, they're young. They're like little Mm -hmm. babies. And all of a sudden they speed up. They rush in behind me and it was like immediately I'm like, I am about to be mugged or jumped. or taken away by these four 14-year-old boys, and I look behind me as they're rushing in behind me, and I just see Rachel probably like 10 feet behind me and this look of horror on her face. Like, you could just tell she's like, what do I do? What is happening? I was like, I'm moving so slow, and I'm going to let Jessica be kidnapped by these children. And I was like, what do I do? So I'm trying to get my ticket out because they're going through the gate and I'm not going to be able to catch her and I can't find my ticket. So I'm like, she's going to be gone forever. She's going to hate me because I let her get kidnapped. And I'm just looking behind me. I'm like, I hope Rachel, like Rachel better be okay. I was like, Jess is looking at me like, help me. And I'm not doing anything because I can't find my ticket. I just wanted to make sure you were safe. And then I realized pretty quickly what they were doing. They didn't have tickets. They bummed a free ride on the train, so they needed to get through the gates. So they just joined me really fast to get through the gate. So I'm like, oh, okay, you cheeky, you cheeky bastards. <laughs> <laughs> go on, then. Go have fun. I'm like, baby, don't do this to another woman by herself. Like, <laughs> Because they were tall. Like, they were, yeah. like, little babies, but they were big. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, and I, you know, maybe if they had done that to an older man, they would have been, like, hit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> maybe they were being strategic, but, like, be a little bit more considerate, You can maybe. just ask. Yeah, ask. Don't terrify a young woman. Maybe because because we were American. <laughs> they were like, we can't talk to these people. They're mean. <laughs> They're not oh, help maybe. Us. Maybe. It was scary. I really thought you were, like going to get kidnapped and die and I was like well there goes the rest of our trip there goes our hopes and dreams Jessica's dead I have to go tell her mom then I went to Europe with her and she was kidnapped so sorry I'm like positioning myself and I can hear it on the mic okay it was scary for about five seconds and then it became so funny after the danger was gone and we realized it wasn't danger we were we were like at this point a minute or a couple minute walk to our Airbnb so we're (laughs) We are trying so hard to keep it together because we are both, like, very close to peeing our pants. (laughs) You say both. It was you. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was just me. Okay, it was just me. This happened a few times on our trip, though. Oh, this Karen. She's back. Oh, she's back. I thought we thought we were in the clear, but we're not. I'm so sorry. We can move somewhere it's else okay. if you'd like to. No, the, you know what? The listeners are very gracious people. It's They're the like ambience. four of my friends, and I don't think they'll mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. Yeah, we'll blame Karen for this. Because uh, it is literally her fault. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wait, but there were definitely a few times on this trip where one or both of us were about to pee our pants. Italy, uh, I can think of. Yes, 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 yes. I don't sure. even remember what happened. I just remember you were on the ground and you were like, please stop talking because if you keep making me laugh. Oh, okay. So I think, okay, one of those two, I feel like I peed just a little bit. <laughs> and I'm just going to be so honest on this podcast. Uh, just like a little bit though, mm-hmm. you know, just like a very tiny amount. And I think it was Amsterdam because we just could not stop laughing it was so funny I'm like did i almost get kidnapped like, i feel like it doesn't sound funny voice. when we're talking about it like i feel like people are like you just had mm. to be there oh <laughs> you just had to be in europe Sorry, with guys. us you just, you just had to be there it was it was terrifying it was one of the scariest moments of that trip yeah. was i thought they were like taking because i couldn't see mm-hmm. where their hands were so i thought they were literally like taking you somewhere yeah that's that sounds like it would look terrifying to witness. Yeah, that was, I was like, what do I even do at this point? <laughs> like, I don't know the number for the police. I don't oh, know yeah. what's going on. Mm-hmm. I can't find my ticket. I'm stuck in here. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. But it, it was okay. It all turned out it okay. Was fine. Everything was very safe. I don't think there was a time yeah. Yeah. besides me thinking we are getting kidnapped mm-hmm. that I felt unsafe. Yeah, it was a good trip. Um, there were like a few instances where like it was just inconveniences that had happened but Mm -hmm. yeah there wasn't any point in the trip where I was like we are in danger or I even felt remotely uncomfortable you know yeah everything was really excellent and for the lack of planning we did for this trip (laughs) because we went into it knowing where we were going for how many days we were going Mm -hmm. and we would like book airbnbs and um we flew to the first couple of places, and then we just rented a car and drove everywhere. Yeah. So we really didn't plan set activities for the most part mm-hmm. outside of when we went to Auschwitz. Yep. That yep. was planned ahead of time. And the castles time. in Romania were, yes. were planned. But other than that, it was we would wake up and, you know, what do we want to do today? Yeah. And I, I do love to travel that way. I have, like, a few set things that I know I want to do, and then wing it. And it's... It is great to travel that way because you never know, like, what your energy level is going to be at mm-hmm. on that day. Yeah, some or... days we just needed to rest. Some days you need, especially when you're traveling long long term, you need to plan some days for just rest and recuperation. Absolutely. Like, there are a couple of days where it was like, okay, we'll go to, like, one coffee shop, one restaurant, and then maybe we'll pick up a pizza and go watch She-Ra for the rest of the I'm day. I'm so glad I got you into that show. It was so good. A shameless plug to the show on Netflix, She-Ra. <laughs> It is a children's show. However, it is so good. It's incredible. Yeah. She-Ra. Go watch it. Yeah, everything on the trip was excellent, except the time we almost didn't get to go to Auschwitz. Oh, my God. <laughs> we booked these tickets months in advance mm-hmm. through a tour company. And we really wanted to go and, like, the historical significance of it. And I feel like you grow up learning about the place, mm-hmm. so you really want to go and you want to see and you want to experience what it is because it is like a very powerful like place to go to and uh, we went we showed up really early it was pouring rain outside it was pouring 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 we could not find the meeting spot for our tour group it was not clear at all no it was very very stressful trying to find it so we're walking around in the rain we're trying to figure out where this group is and you can't get into a certain part of the um camp without your group they don't Mm -hmm. just let you walk in and go you have to have a tour and we were like we drove all this way we're not going to be able to go and then we parked our car in a parking lot and we couldn't figure out how to leave the parking lot oh my god (laughs) it was a buildup of whatever anything that could go wrong did go wrong like we were on separate missions trying to find the meeting place so we sent Rachel off to go run through the rain to try to find the group while Hannah and I were trying to find someone to ask um someone to talk to and so it was just like we were all in this heightened emotional state 
and soaking wet and we ended up being like 45 minutes late to meet our tour (laughs) and miraculously they had not left yet they left like three minutes after we got there and um and it all ended up being okay I mean it was a heavy day in general yeah of course it's just an emotionally draining uh experience um, but I think an important one at that, and Auschwitz is huge. Yes. I didn't realize how big it was, and it's separated into, the tour was separated into two parts, so there's a, a transfer to get from one side of, of the camp to the other side. <clears throat> and yeah, that was quite the day. That was probably, like, just getting to the tour mm-hmm. was probably just, like, the one bad experience that we had on this yeah. journey just because Apple Maps was letting us down. It turned out it. it turned out okay, but yeah, I have to say that it. was probably the most stressful point of the trip. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, and then, you know, you're going through the camp and you're already at a heightened state and then mm-hmm. you're seeing all these really terrible things and Yeah. It was a heavy it was a heavy, it heavy was day. Heavy. It was eerie. It was so many emotions. Um it's like something that you just kind of have to take the rest of the day off to emotionally decompress. I think we got takeout after that. We all just like sat and we ate and we all went to bed. We were like, we can't do anything. Yep. Nope. So if you find yourself in Poland and do, uh, do go to Auschwitz, make sure you get there very early to Mm -hmm. figure out exactly. Don't use Apple maps. Yeah. Apple maps. No, forget that. Use Google maps and get there with at least like 45 minutes to spare maybe even an hour we did 30 minutes early and it just did not work yeah no even 30 minutes was really pushing it so give yourself a good hour to figure out exactly where you need to be um and let me know if you (laughs) go and you need help (laughs) absolutely that was that was just overall a stressful experience but i have to say for that being the most stressful part of the Mm -hmm. trip that's not so bad no yeah, because we definitely hit some bumps in the road, but I feel like we were all pretty good at pivoting and yeah. thinking on our feet and thinking of solutions. Like, we missed a ferry to Finland, but we just caught the next oh one. Oh my and gosh, that was so funny. That was a little funny, because we got we took a ferry from Estonia to Finland, to Helsinki, and, uh, you know, we're thinking it's going to be like a little car ferry, like the one that we <laughs> took across Lake Champlain. Oh, like, when you get to Vermont, small. yes. This was like a whole ass cruise ship, and that is it's not huge. an exaggeration. No, it really was Truly a cruise ship. A cruise they ship. had like the um, casino deck. They yeah. had rooms. They had yeah. like restaurants and shops. And, store yeah, on there. like what? Huge. Like huge. we walked up to this ferry thinking that it was like that can't be our ship. That's probably mm-hmm. a cruise ship. Our ship's probably behind it or over yeah. here. No, it was that ship. So it had this whole embarking, disembarking process that you're supposed to get there like 30 minutes early for which i uh <laughs> you know i they should have put that on the bottom of an email or something which they did it was my fault i didn't scroll all the way down to read that thing. The customer service the man though. do you remember him <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay so we go to customer service to see if there's because it's 15 minutes was when embarking closed. We got there 10 minutes before so we missed it by five minutes we go to customer service we're like is there any way we can get on the ship and he said okay what time does it say <laughs> on your ticket that boarding closes <laughs> like a like a father trying to discipline his kid and mm-hmm. like like 15 minutes to <laughs> he said and what time is it <laughs> like 10 minutes to he's like okay so you can take the next one make sure you are here no later than 20 minutes i think he to. made us repeat it to him too he he's did. like what time are you gonna be here yeah that's right Home. Like, we're going to be here freaking an hour early, man. We won't mm-hmm. let this happen again. Well, that's when we had our day in Estonia. Because yeah. initially, we were going to get into Finland early, mm-hmm. spend the day there, spend the night, and then get back into Estonia the next day, spend the day in Estonia. But what happened was we ended up spending the day in Estonia first. Which yeah, we was just swapped a it. Glorious oh day. God, Estonia was perfect. one of my favorite countries. Estonia is beautiful. Everyone told me not to go. Everyone was like, Eastern Europe's dangerous. Don't go. That is Lies. heavy American bias and ignorance. <laughs> it was incredibly safe. Incredibly. Beautiful. It was a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful area. Even like the drive-in, all the trees so and many the tall forest. Pine it's trees. gorgeous. It's the, the country is mostly trees. It's mostly wilderness. There's wolves and bears and elk. And it has the 
one of the cleanest air quality, if not the cleanest air quality in all the countries in the world. Mm -hmm. It's just a beautiful, clean, safe... Medieval themed. Okay, yeah. So we were in, uh, what was it? Estonia, the capital, was it Tallinn? Tallinn. Yes, yes. Yeah. So we were in Tallinn and there's all these like Renaissance era restaurants, like still, they really leaned into the medieval theme because mm-hmm. it's a medieval city. Like it's still, there's a, an, a new town, an old town. In a lot of these European cities, there's an old town and it's just this untouched um, untouched architecture from hundreds of years ago. It's just a gorgeous, gorgeous place. Everyone was super friendly. Everything was colorful and bright and just beautiful. Mm-hmm. The food was delicious. So good. And everyone, like people were kind of making me a little nervous mm-hmm. because they were like, you know, there's like all this sex trafficking and this and that, but absolutely, no, it was beautiful. Yeah, I don't know if Americans really, okay, that's, this is, that was judgmental. You're canceled. Say. <laughs> I don't know if a, like, everyone in america realizes that there is a lot of sex trafficking that goes on here mm-hmm, absolutely you know? like europeans might feel nervous coming actually mm-hmm. when i was in australia <laughs> uh last month uh one of the guys that i was hanging out with like uh in in the house one of the roommates he was saying how he's kind of afraid to come to america because yeah. of like cop culture and all of these different things i've heard the same shootings. thing from different people shootings is a big one you know mm-hmm. i met someone in the airport when i so jessica and i flew into ireland separately mm-hmm. and i remember i was in the um istanbul airport waiting to connect over into ireland and i met a finnish man and he was like oh, you're american and he's talking to me and he was like what is going on he was like, why is your country like this? Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't you guys doing anything? What's up with, like, the guns and this mm-hmm. and that? Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting seeing people's, per- like, perspective yeah. on what it's like here because people think it's a very inherently dangerous yes. place. And they're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they're not wrong to think that. There is a lot that goes on here. And it's really, like... People just associate, some people associate other countries with danger and trafficking and all these bad things because they just grow up in this bubble that they never dare to venture outside Mm -hmm. of. But it's good to get outside of your comfort zone, get outside of the little, you know, small filter that you grew up with and challenge the biases challenge everything that you learn be curious ask questions go see for yourself go see for yourself that is like my biggest if i could instill one thing into my children and just people that are asking questions like be curious go see for yourself ask questions don't take don't take the word of anyone (laughs) don't trust anyone don't trust us either apparently (laughs) don't trust me just go see for yourself just no one. No, Just it was kidding. an incredible experience going to Europe. And I'm glad yeah. we did Eastern Europe because Estonia, mm-hmm. again, one of my favorite places, like a Lithuania, lot Latvia, just yeah. like gorgeous, beautiful places. The food was amazing. It is incredible. The people were really nice everywhere we went, mm-hmm. except for Italy. <laughs> I would say that. Oh. They're a little sassy there, but not even in like a mean way and just like a, are you dumb <laughs> kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. They're honest people yeah it was no everything was still really great there it was beautiful there it's just really funny Mm -hmm. going from different countries where i guess they like baby people a little more as far as like customer service and feelings and then going to italy and having them be like um are you dumb (laughs) i think part of it was where we went because we went to very tourist heavy places oh yeah be mean to the tourists yeah we went to milan and we went to lake como and those are so tourist heavy. It was very overcrowded. Um, this is my fir- third time in Italy, but first time in the summer. And it was very different. Like mm-hmm. it, there was too many tourists and I could definitely understand why the locals would be frustrated or just kind of over oh, absolutely. it and not treating us, you know, like the same way other countries were. Because previously in other parts of Italy, I feel like it was just very different. Uh, so I don't know. There there might be a lot of different circumstances as to why we mm-hmm. weren't babied. Not that we were expecting to be babied. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was a little different there this time. No, I think it makes sense. Like thinking about even just like Niagara Falls, mm-hmm. like the summer season 
comes up and then everyone's like oh my god these tourists Mm -hmm. and they're doing this and the traffic and yeah it's so I think it makes perfect sense I just think it was funny because I mean (laughs) (laughs) going from different places especially like I was in Japan before I went to Europe I did Japan for a couple weeks without Jess and then I met her in Ireland and the customer service there like you could be dead wrong just (laughs) like being the worst customer in the world and they're still really nice to you wow which is interesting yeah so I'm like no you should be mean to me I was so wrong yeah I was so wrong for them but it was incredible it was a great experience it was I'm so glad we went oh my god I am too yeah I 10 out of 10 would do again will probably do again so coming back from that trip how did you feel did you feel like a new woman it was weird like Because I feel like you go on this trip and, like, you change Mm -hmm. in different ways because you experience so many different cultures and people and different communities and just how different countries run things. Yeah. And then you come back from seeing new things everywhere you go and you're like, oh, everything's the same here. Mm -hmm. So it's like... It's like you die and we're reborn, like, seven times on this trip. It's like a culture shock coming back here, going from, like... Like, I just think about even, like, we had this Mini Cooper that we drove around throughout Europe and I came back and I got in my car and I was like, this is the biggest car I've ever gotten in in my entire life. (laughs) I drive a Buick Encore. It's not that big, but it felt huge. And like seeing all the big trucks on the road and you're no longer taking public transport everywhere. You're like, yeah, things aren't walkable. So it's like interesting going from, oh, I can go out to the bar and then just take the train home to, Mm -hmm. I have to get a $30 Uber to do anything or not drink and drive my giant car to the bar. Yeah, our public transport system sucks. Oh, it's terrible. It's absolutely... I don't think I really understood how bad it was until going... going. Yeah. Well, Japan first. Japan Japan has the best public transit system that I've seen out of all the countries I've been to. It was Mm. immaculate. It was wonderful, amazing. And then we're here and there's nothing. It's very car dependent. It and that was interesting perspective. Mm-hmm. But then it's like I like waking up in the same bed every day. Yeah, I like it's that home. our showers don't get water all over the floor because <laughs> <Yeah>. in Europe <laughs> the showers aren't like tubs really, and if they are, there's no shower curtain. So a lot of the places we stayed in, you take a shower and there's water everywhere. Yeah, there. So there might be a tub, but what the one constant was that was almost everywhere we went is for whatever reason. <laughs> There's not somewhere to hang up the shower head. So it's like you hold it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a handheld shower head. There's nowhere to hang it up. So And then, yeah, there weren't many shower curtains. So it's like you're holding the shower head and trying to bathe yourself. And there's no nothing to catch the water and stop it from getting mm-hmm. everywhere. So my only question to you, Europe. How do you... <laughs> prevent water damage <laughs> in your <laughs> bathrooms that's a really good point because i mean especially just like slipping and falling like mm-hmm. if i'm elderly mm-hmm. and i'm trying to climb in this tub there's no handles there's no shower curtain there's just water everywhere it's slippery yeah it's not even like a textured floor where it's like okay you can walk on it if it's wet no i'm surprised none of us fell and like died like i'm surprised like the I kids did. didn't get us the water didn't get us like <laughs> I died three times on the turn, Rachel. Ego death doesn't count, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just, I don't, like, that was something that was a little strange. So coming back here and having a shower curtain, I'm like, okay, awesome. Yeah. My shower head stays on the wall, and I have a curtain, and I have my bed, and I have, like, my, you know, like, filtered water. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, certain things that I'm like, okay, this is comfortable, and I like it. Yeah. But it was an adjustment going from I'm in a new place every couple of days to I'm waking up in the same place, and everything is still the same as when yeah. I left. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's strange. very weird. I feel like when I got back from this trip, because I had been traveling for most of the year by this point, I was just so exhausted. Oh, I yeah. was so ready and to be settled into one place for... Well, it was only a month that I was back before I left again. But, um, yeah, I, like, I think that's part of the reason I didn't move to Austin as well. Like, I just was, like, I just want a place to call my own because I was still living out of my parents' trailer at the time, and I felt so homeless and not homeless. Wrong choice of words. Canceled yet again, Jessica. (laughs) Get out of my house. Get out of my house. But it's, like, I didn't have my own home, and Mm -hmm. I felt 
just unsettled, ungrounded. There wasn't enough space in that trailer for all my things, so I was just in a constant state of, un- I, think, I don't know, I guess just unsettlement, unsettlement is the yeah. word here. But yeah, so I like immediately impulsively signed a lease on an apartment, and thank God I did because now I have a porch, and that porch <laughs> is my whole personality. Even though we are not on the porch today. Can I be so honest with you? Yeah. I have not recorded a single episode on my porch This yet. is a lie. The entire podcast is a lie. <laughs> it is? That's what I've been... Okay, here's what I've come to realize about the Porch Club <laughs> podcast. It's like, you know, we both grew up in the church. You know how they say the church oh isn't the building, it's the people. Maybe it's the porch the is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> the porch is the friends we made along the way. Absolutely. The porch is a mindset. It's an experience. It's a feeling. It's a people. <laughs> it's anything but a porch. <laughs> so that's okay. Yeah. It's exciting that we're doing this in my home, though. The yeah. first show that's not in your space. That's this exciting. Is, this is the first on-the-road show where we took my mic and my little sound pad and we brought into someone else's home. And you know what? It's a lovely home you have here. Thank you. And thank this you. is a great space to do it. So <laughs> thank you for offering up your space. To thank you for being here show. in Absolutely. my space with the lawnmower going. And... Uh, anytime. Um, can you tell me if I have ADHD or not? No, technically, no, I can't do that. I'm not allowed to do that. That's true. That's the disclaimer. The disclaimer is I am a master's student. So even once I have my master's degree, I am still not qualified to diagnose. Mm -hmm. So when working in a school with a child, we do not diagnose and say like, oh, this kid has depression. Like here's a medical diagnosis. That's not a thing that we're allowed to do. Right. So we learn about diagnosing, but we don't have the ability to diagnose. I think the reason I thought I had ADHD is because it is hard for me to start a task and finish it without starting another one and I just bounce even like through my work day I can't just do one thing then the other it's like I have to start this email and then I'll start this report Mm -hmm. and then I'll start this project and then I just kind of bounce around and then okay now I have to go do the dishes and now I'm going to go do yoga and it's never just like starting and finishing something and yeah. then starting and finishing the next. I just kind of bounce around everywhere. That's really interesting. And I mean, like, so my spiel on, like, diagnosing people is that there's so much that goes into a diagnosis, but you mm-hmm. also have to look at, like, with diagnosing, who were these studies done on to make the diagnostic criteria? Oh. So a lot of times women are left out of studies. Classic. Because, you know, it's a man's world. Mm-hmm. So thinking about things like autism like the symptoms present differently in women Mm -hmm. than men and it's not really seen in a lot of the diagnostic criteria the symptoms that commonly are associated with women because studies were initially done on men so I feel like ADHD is also something that can present differently in women versus men and I feel like that's why a lot of times like women grow up and they're adults and then they get diagnosed like diagnosed later in life depending mm-hmm. because as kids if you're not meeting that criteria of what you typically think that looks like mm-hmm. which is like a little boy not being able to sit in a seat in class then you don't usually get a diagnosis oh yeah I mean I don't okay again this is like personal opinion yeah. don't want to be like <laughs> Rachel that's so wrong <laughs> like this is so incorrect but I feel like what I see mm-hmm. in my personal experiences is a lot of um, women that I know don't get diagnosed until they're older just because as kids they didn't present the way you would typically expect symptoms to present yeah no I that that makes a lot of sense to me and um, autism does run in my family I have two siblings with autism and and I have friends that have um, daughters with autism that they had to fight to mm-hmm. get that diagnosis for. That it's just not the same. Like, like with my brothers, it was really easy. They they went and they got the diagnosis and it was done in like yeah. one single trip. And then my one friend, I think it took multiple visits and a highly experienced, trained specialist to get that Yeah, diagnosis. absolutely. That's crazy. And, like, I know that for, like, school psychology, there's, like, con- there's a conference that happens each year mm-hmm. called NASP, um, the National Association of School Psychology. And when I went last year, um, they had entire seminars dedicated to, like, autism presentation in women and, like, young girls, like, youth and adolescents. Mm-hmm. Because it is different 
And a lot of clinicians are not experienced in diagnosing girls because they look at the criteria through a boy's lens and what symptoms are typical for boys, like really being into like trains or airplanes and you know what I mean? Like having typical like quote, quote, like boy obsessions and just the different symptoms that go along with that. And then they look at a girl who doesn't present the same way and they're like, well, that's not autism, that's something else. Mm. Even though it could be. Yeah. They're just not skilled enough to notice the differences and help present in a boy versus a girl. So I get frustrated because there's so many <laughs> yeah. things in this world that are geared towards men. Like oh, for sure. Thinking about like cars too. Mm-hmm. I know that like a lot of car companies, they don't... Um, do tests on female crash dummies because it's not legally required. So they use a man dummy, which, you know, is farther from the steering wheel, Mm -hmm. typically um, can be, like, bigger presenting. They don't test on, like, petite dummies, so, like, women who sit, like, very close to the steering wheel. Mm -hmm. And when they do use those dummies, like, female dummies, they put them in the passenger seat a lot of the time instead of the driver's seat. And they don't test on pregnant dummies either. Wow. So... There are car companies, like I know, like Volvo does test on like female crash dummies, like petite models, pregnant models. That's great. So I was telling someone that like I wanted to get a Volvo for my next car and they're like, well, that's, you know, like, <laughs> You're so yeah, but I was like, no, because they, there's like a research study that showed that I want to say if you were driving a Volvo instead of a different car, mm-hmm. you were like 70. No, like I could be misremembering. I'm not looking at it, but I think it sure. was like around 70 percent less likely to have a traumatic brain injury in a Volvo as a, as a woman than in another car because they test you being closer to the steering wheel. That's, and that just makes sense. Like, shouldn't you use the most vulnerable demographic as the standard to test something Mm -hmm. involving safety and mortality? Yeah. Well, think about even medications. A lot of times it's tested on men and then Mm. women get the medications and have all these crazy side effects because it wasn't tested on women's bodies You're hitting me with all these perspectives i get frustrated like, wow, that's fair hey men can you get over yourself <laughs> <laughs> you're canceled yet again Jessica. i know i can't, can't help myself it's uh, just it's really common in a lot of aspects that you don't think about because yeah. like think about the first time you learn that your birth control like if you take an antibiotic your birth control is no longer effective Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, no one tells women that. Like, when you go to the dentist and they give you an antibiotic, they're not like, hey, by the way, this is a reaction that happens because it was, you know, antibiotics are tested on men. Wow. You're not thinking about how it interacts with something like birth control, and then a lot of women get pregnant from stuff like that because they're not warned about the side effects. You know, this takes me back to trust no one. (laughs) (laughs) Ask all the questions. Mm -hmm. Be curious. But trust no one. (laughs) <laughs> not especially not Jessica Miller. Don't trust me. Searsha. <laughs> Searsha from County Cork. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it now. I don't have the Guinness. I don't have the Irish environment. This is not that. a very Irish home. I'm so sorry. Yes, do better. I uh, I will. I will. I'm so sorry. This is not more public. Yeah. Next time I come here, mm-hmm. I want to see shelves full of Guinness. I want to see a bunch of signs in in Irish in the Irish language. Absolutely, I'll have Hosier playing too. Oh, the second do. you come in, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you're welcome. That. Yeah, anything for my baby girl, you know. Is there like a? Is there? A, do you have a suggestion box by the door? Like, is there something? <laughs> I have some notes that I can leave, maybe. Um. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Great. Um. You know. I'm just really sorry that I didn't anticipate your needs mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. prepare for what you would like my home to be like. like I mean, I'm you really should apologize. have. I should have, honestly. But You're at least so right. you recognize that. I recognize that I'm in the wrong here. and I'm, I'm a just, gracious friend. I'm just really sorry. I'm a gracious I friend. I, like, I'll call you out on it, but mm-hmm. I, will, I will allow you time to correct the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but if I come back and yeah. the problem has not been corrected... Now we're going to have a real fucking problem, Rachel. <laughs> You're going to get kicked out of your own cam house. I'm taking over. You and Karen are going to evict me. <laughs> oh, my God. She would love that, by the way. Oh, man. Just kicking it with Karen. <laughs> get out of my house. <laughs> I don't even think that was, like, an appropriate time. I've just been dying to use that button. I've been dying to Am use I the it. first? 
Um, I technically used it. Oh my god, that thing time. is real. <laughs> but it's like I I had to like intentionally set myself up. I said I'm just jessing around. I say that now. Do I want you, you really? to know that like in my head. Instead of like, I'm just like joshing around because every time I would say that on Europe, you were like, no, wrong. It's jessing around. <laughs> so now in my head, I'll be like, oh, I'm just ja- jessing around. <laughs> and you did this to Can me. Can you start singing that loud to people? Can you I do. That's the problem. That is the problem. Yes. And they're like, what? We're and I'm just like, jessing around. You just had to be in Europe. <laughs> You had to be oh, in Europe, no. summer 2023. Now we're both insufferable. <laughs> no, genuinely, yeah, because you want to talk about it. And you're like, did someone say Europe? Yeah. But no one did. I feel like I reserve all my Europe talk now for when I'm with you, because mm-hmm. that's when we can just, it's a safe space. We can let it out without sounding like pretentious or. I summered in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> but I took the summer in Europe. After we're my... all drinking sparkling water every day. After my oh. quick trip to Japan. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. We just goofy just girl things. Fuck. Yeah, we're just new boo goofing. Just guessing <laughs> around. Alright, that's the last Get one. Get out of my house. Get out of my house. Now I, I mean it. on a shirt and just wear it. <laughs> Sound effect. No, just guessing around. <laughs> it's actually like one of those Spotify codes where people are like, oh, what song a is barcode? this? Oh my yes. god. And it's just that. <laughs> On your new Porch Club merch, you should put that as a thing and have people. Oh my god! I'm gonna put that in the idea bucket, and we might we might just see the day where that manifests. You're welcome for my service. Thank you for your brilliant ideas. You're so welcome. Now I get ten (laughs) percent. You got it, boss. This is recorded. What? I get my 10%. Oh, you said yeah. so. Well, you know what? I can edit this out. So. <laughs> I'll just cry. <laughs> All right. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to transition us to a wrap-out. Rachel. Yes, Jessica. How I end every episode. Oh, my God. I know. This I should have studied. Already, I'm scared. Already a lot of pressure. No, it has to be on the spot. <sighs> okay. I ask my guest, which is you today. Yes. What is one simple joy that brings you joy on a regular basis? Okay, that's easy. Oh, okay, great. (laughs) I was was about to clarify further. I'm like, it doesn't even have to be a regular basis. Like, what's your simple joy today? Okay, so something that I feel like gives me joy Mm -hmm. is my cup of coffee in the morning. Yes. I bought a bougie coffee maker. I have an espresso. And I like to make my coffee, like, very specifically. And I, like, froth my creamer. And I put Mm -hmm. a little cinnamon on top. And Where'd you get that idea? (sighs) Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. It was Jessica. I love sitting in Europe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I like to sit with like my nice like fancy mug. Yeah. And I just drink my coffee. And sometimes there are deer outside in the oh, morning, so I'll like sit God. in my window and I'll look at the deer like playing with their little deer children, and it's just like <laughs> that's very romanticized. Like, I romanticized I like to morning. do that to my life. I love that. I try to do things that. Like, bring me joy because life is sad. So I try to do things. And that'll bring me some joy yeah. in regular things. Like the yeah. little shower bars. So if I'm, like, having a stressful day and I can't take a bath, I put one of those in and Ooh, have, that. like, a relaxing shower. And I bought, like, fancy sheets for my bed so I can get in and be, like, extra cozy and my fancy coffee. Yes. I, I will to say to you, the listener, Rachel has a beautiful home. She has Thank this you. gorgeous house. And I'm always... Like, I feel like every time I come in here, I notice something new that I'm just, like, in awe of. And I love you because you have this really good balance of being very grounded and down-to-earth and humble. And at the same time, you enjoy these, like, materialistic things, which is okay. Like Absolutely. This has come up in a couple different episodes with a couple different takes. And I think my own personal motto is all things in good balance. Yeah. And I love to see people being intentional with what they buy and what they have surrounding them. And if they truly, if that brings them joy, then that's it, period. And you have a beautiful home and you. you're intentional about enjoying it. And I love that. Absolutely. I feel like sometimes people see, thing in, like, see things in my home and they're like, oh, you have that. Like, do you need that? And mm-hmm. it's like, what if I just want it? Yeah. 
like if it's something yeah something very small that makes me happy like thinking about like a cup of coffee every day yeah people are like you don't need an expensive coffee maker and it's like no but if it's something I use every day mm-hmm. I want that experience every day to be good yeah and you're making coffee the way that I wish my daily coffee tasted like <laughs> like it's okay I just she made me coffee when I got here in this fancy Nespresso coffee maker and it was so perfectly frothed yeah it was like I went to a coffee shop and I got a coffee and yeah if you could have that every day why wouldn't you Mm -hmm. if that's something if that's a luxury you can afford then freaking do it if it's gonna bring you joy so and it saves me money in my head it does yeah (laughs) because I'm not going going get coffee you know it's like one dollar a day versus what seven dollars a day at this point in this economy um yeah this is an ad for Nespresso, by the way. <laughs> but this is a targeted <laughs> ad. But yeah. I, like, I like to have my like nice things, and I like yeah, to I'm... be able to bring myself joy. Because, again, especially like now that like the second year of my master's program, we go into schools now, and we mm-hmm. work with actual children. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I come home, and I'm like, I am so sad. Yeah, it's heavy. <laughs> because sometimes the kids, like in counseling sessions, they say things, and you can't bring like you can't be sad during like a session of counseling with a student like you can't be like what you said has made me upset you have to like keep it together and you have Mm. to be you know because they're not going to want to tell you things if they feel like they have to manage your emotions right so you can't be sad you can't react you have to be very like well what do you need so I come home and I'm like okay that was stressful that was heavy I need like I need yeah. to be calm and I need to relax. So sometimes at the end of the day, I'm like, I just need a cup of coffee and I need to sit in my living room and I need to light my fancy candle mm-hmm. and just like, like process like the day. That's like, I never thought about that. Cause in my head, I'm like, okay, when you work in a field like that, you can't bring it home with you. You got to leave it at the door. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have time at work, like if you're not able to actually process through all these emotions that were just yeah. put on you, um, yeah, I guess you do have to take that home mm-hmm. and then process it there, and then you can like let it go if you yeah. are allowing yourself to do that. I, that's yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about that. I like I don't want to bring things home because you know, mm-hmm. like you want to come home and have like a nice, like fun time. But yeah. there are times when the kids say things that are very upsetting. Yeah, like so, like for school psychology, a lot of times we do like assessments, like IQ and academic assessments to make sure kids who have IEPs get the support they need. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's more counseling where you work with kids who have a higher need because they've been through like trauma or abuse, or sometimes it's not that heavy and it's just, they get really anxious for tests and, you know, other things. And you have to work with these kids, but you have to be very neutral when you're talking to them. Because if they tell you something really terrible that happened to them and then you get upset, you are no longer a safe person to tell things to. Because oh, now yeah. they're like, I can't tell her that because she got upset and I don't want to make her upset. Mm. So, like, they tell you terrible things and you just have to be like, okay, like, what do you need? Yeah. So you can't process. No, you can't. So I come home and I'm like, okay, we need to, like, like we can process it right now and then we have to let it go. So yeah. like I'm going to drink my coffee, I'm going to light my fancy candle, I'm going to like breathe a little bit and then I have to like yeah, move, move on. on. So I need like I'm like my fancy coffee is helpful. Absolutely. It's nice, it helps me my fancy little candle, nice, helpful. Yeah. And it's calming cuz you have to create a safe space in your home. You do. That's so important. That's been pivotal for me and it's so I feel like there's this meme culture and this making fun of like oh, oh, these girls think that self-care is just fancy candles and baths and face masks. And it's not that that is, um, like, it fixes everything. It's, like, kind of a facilitator, I guess. Or, Mm -hmm. like, it helps you to... Because if I'm putting on a face mask and or I'm taking a bath, that means that I am giving myself time to be still and think through these feelings and process them and relax and like actually be intentional about calming down my Mm -hmm. nervous system like these things just really help facilitate a space like intentional physical space and time to do all of that because we're creatures of habit too so if your calm down routine is every time I get stressed out I use a face mask or I take a bath or I do this then when you do those things your body's like oh it's time to yeah because the body remembers your body does remember a lot this is your sign to go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it comes. This is now. your sign to go get some therapy. 
<laughs> because things that have happened to you or things that are currently happening, like your body does like store that. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to find ways to like cope and like self-regulate those emotions so yeah. that they don't build up and bubble out into like negative ways. Right. So like having that fancy cup of coffee or taking that like really long bubble bath or you know, buying the fancy laundry soap so your sheets smell really good. Like, you know, like, there's just different things you can do. And don't let people shame you for it. No, you shouldn't. No one should be shaming you for something that brings you joy. Mm -hmm. I want to shout that from a freaking mountaintop. Yeah. Like, you guys, if you have opinions about people doing things (laughs) that brings them joy, you just mind your own business. (laughs) As long as you're not hurting anybody. (laughs) Yeah, we need more joy in the world. Absolutely. There's so much suffering, so many heavy things happening. Don't try to put out someone else's joy absolutely create a space for yourself that is what you need because I do something I've noticed I'm not going to call anyone out but like Mm -hmm. I have noticed that people when they're designing like their spaces it's Mm -hmm. for what is aesthetically pleasing to other people so they won't do things because people won't like it Mm -hmm. which I think is silly it's your house you have to live in it and your house does have a significant effect on your mental health yeah. Which is interesting that studies show that like your home and how you set it up and how comfortable you make I it has an it. effect. Yeah, I feel that. So make it for what you want and what Absolutely. makes you comfortable and don't worry about making it nice for like Facebook or yeah. Instagram or whatever. If you do like, you know, trendy things, like if having like a minimalistic or like rustic barn house home, like anything that's trendy does bring you joy, if that's your style, then that's also okay. Yeah. Like if you don't be shamed for going with the flow don't be shamed for going against the flow as long as it is authentically bringing you joy it doesn't matter what you like mm-hmm. just do it so yeah because people try to talk you out of it so like my kitchen cabinets I painted yellow I love your kitchen cabinets. and when I told people that was what I was going to do I got no one was positive about it I think one person was like that's cool <laughs> but for the most part people yeah. were like do not do that that's a terrible idea what mm-hmm. if you have to sell your house one day what about this what I was about not that one of those people <laughs> no Jess is supportive all you support me through anything but you know people were really negative about it then I was like, I'm going to do whatever I want. I don't care. And I did it. And now I get a lot of compliments. But I also, like, get so much joy when, like, the sun sets and it hits the yellow just right. And it's, like, a very, like, bright, like, sunshiny, like, like, it's, like, a mood. It's a vibe. And I, like, just, like, sitting, again, if I, like, cup of coffee and being, like, I am in the space I envisioned for myself, and it's nice. Mm -hmm. Or if I had painted the cabinets, you know, what everyone else said, like, gray or white or whatever, I'd be like, mm. Yeah, that's not what you wanted. No. So do do what you want. Do what you want. It's so funny because the last few episodes, I feel like every episode actually we've talked in some capacity or length about therapy and I feel like this is just becoming a mental health podcast. I can talk all day about (laughs) mental health and mindfulness. Absolutely. It's huge. Yeah. And well, I, you know, we probably will talk more about it on this episode if you'll come back. You know, I'll come or not back. on this episode, on this podcast. I was like, ma'am, like, <laughs> no, we're definitely past time here. <laughs> Do better. I but know. no, have yeah. me back if you would like. Yeah. And I will it. talk all day about mental health and therapy and okay. things because I feel like for like school and, you know, like going into the schools and working mm-hmm. right now, it's like, I want to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But people are like, no, we're not talking about oh, that. Oh, I will talk anytime you want to. Children's mental health is so important, and mm-hmm. I always want to talk about it. We'll have a whole episode dedicated to that then. I am ready. Okay. You just say the word. I'll make you breakfast. You come over. Oh, we will God. do it. That sounds great. Rachel made me brunch today. She made me pancakes, bacon, eggs, frothed up coffee, strawberries and whipped cream, the whole shebang. It was incredible. Anything for my girl, you know. Oh my gosh. It's my wife. Yeah, we're wives. We got married at Bible camp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that was the norm back then, though. Everyone got married at Bible camp. It's true. Everyone was we were all child brides back then. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to say this just in case there's that one listener that's taking us very literally. We are joking. <laughs> we were both children who would just be like, you're my wife now. Yeah. yeah like, we, were not in danger. we were not no, in danger. No, we were not in danger. No, one was a literal We weren't brain. at the Christian camp that's under fire right now. We were no. at a different yeah, camp. A different we one. were yeah. at one that does not have allegations. We are yes. safe. We are okay. Yes, we are okay. Thank goodness. Uh, okay, well, uh, that feels like a great note to end <laughs> does on. Does it? <laughs> does it? Okay. <laughs> 
Okay, wife. <laughs> okay, my wife. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank for you for having taking the time me. Out. Anytime. I hope this was okay. I'm this so was, sorry if people are listening. Perfect. Like this was a terrible guest. No. Do not invite her back. No, Get her. You, I promise you will not be blacklisted for my podcast. Okay, because at the end of the day, I have to say so. So don't cross me, and you'll be. Fine. <laughs> I'll make you breakfast anytime you want, Genesis, please. <laughs> All right. Thank you. For, oh, is there anything that you want? With, before we go, oh. is there any social media, businesses? It could be yours. It could be your friends. Is there anything in general that you want to plug? It could be Volvo. It could be whatever <laughs> you want. Is there anything you want to plug before we go off? Oh, man. Okay. So my plug um, would have to be my friend, Sam. She is so like she's a talented artist mm-hmm. and the other day we were hanging out and she gave me this art to like hang in my home it's of amsterdam i saw it, I saw it. The did you see on yes that. yep it's beautiful she was like you can take this and i was like oh i loved amsterdam yeah. and she was like it's a sign and it's just absolutely beautiful so i say go check her out and buy some really fun art for your house Sam's actually going to come on and do an episode at some point. Is she? But yes, let's please plug her. Let's yes, absolutely. Shout her out. Her Instagram is the Roaming Buffalo Art all together, no spaces, and just incredible art. So that's my that's my plug. Perfect, especially for local to Buffalo because she does incredible, very unique uh, artwork on a lot of local buildings and architecture. Mm-hmm. So it's just absolutely beautiful i love her artwork yeah she just came out with wrapping paper for christmas and you can pre-order it now i'm gonna get like four rolls and yeah thank i'm so glad you plugged her absolutely well i mean it's beautiful yeah, art like i'm I trying love... to think about a perfect space to hang that i've just had it like sitting on my entryway table and i'm like where is the perfect spot for this because oh, it's beautiful yeah, it's and i want people to see it and amsterdam was one of my favorite places so i'm really excited yeah. oh amsterdam is breathtaking Sam, her it's like my dining room is sponsored by her at this mm-hmm. point because I have her. I noticed it's beautiful. Yeah, it yeah. So, so get go her a check her. out the roaming buffalo art. Yep, the roaming buffalo art, and then you can also follow this podcast on Instagram at Porch Club Podcast. Uh, and you can listen to us well not Rachel every week you can, <laughs> you can listen to a new episode every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We drop an episode at eight a.m on spotify and apple Podcasts. yeah and then let me know on instagram if you would like to hear more from me because you're not going to hear from me on the podcast every week <laughs> i would love to get a cup of coffee and talk more about mental health with you do you want your, your uh, instagram if over? you would like to it's just r-n-g-o-t-t r-n-g-o-t-t very simple let me know you can follow rachel on instagram there see all our travel pictures <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm not a business. I don't have anything for real to sponsor. That's okay. I just I'm just here to get coffee with. (laughs) Perfect. Rachel is a great coffee person. Yay. All right. Well, until next time, PCP out. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that wasn't the outro. That was the transition. (laughs) (laughs) Rewind. Until next time.